Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, May 12th. How we fight. Today's scripture reading is from Galatians chapter 2, verses 1-5 through 5 from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, Track forward another 14 years, and once again I'm journeying up to Jerusalem, this time taking along Barnaba and Titos, going up this time not merely to swap stores, but by divine appointment to lay out before them the proclamation, the good news, which I publicly proclaim among all ethnicities. In private first, to the esteemed pillars of the community, so that this long ministry marathon of my life, past and present, wouldn't end up being for nothing. But it was all those fears that were for nothing, because my fellow marathoner, Titos, who came along with me, being 100% Greek, foreskin still very much included, was not forced into being circumcised to continue qualifying for the race. In fact, the esteemed pillars didn't even bring it up. This only came up at the instigation of interloping posers trying to pass themselves off as fraternal instead of what they were and are in reality, a fifth column, slipping into our ranks to spy out the expanse of freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to sabotage it and us, fully enslaving all of us and you to their religious dictates and agenda. But we stood our ground, not yielding one inch, not complying one moment so that the full reality of what is truly good news might continue unabated among you. This is God's word. I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. So wrote Paul to the Corinthians, I mean, 1 Corinthians 9.26. So, so Paul did in the holy brawl typically known as the First Council of Jerusalem that Luke writes about in Acts 15 and that Paul very likely is talking about in Galatians on the second page. It's not only important to know why and when to fight, it's also important to know how and who. Significantly, Paul doesn't come out swinging at everyone who looks like they may be an opponent. He who is not against you is for you, observed Jesus to his fledgling followers who had treated fellow exorcists as foes, forcing them to stop. Know who your enemies are, and don't make enemies of those who can at the very least prove sympathetic to your cause. In other words, he who is not against you is for you. I get this feeling from the relational undercurrent of Acts that Paul and James, that would be Jacob or Yaakov, in particular, really didn't care much for each other. Let's just say, my hunch is there was tension in the air whenever the two of them entered the same room, somewhat like General Patton and Field Marshal Montgomery during the Second World War, who were technically allies, but it has been remarked they disliked each other intensely. Perhaps it's just my imagination, but I'm sensing that vibe here. I don't think it's just us, in hindsight, pitting their respective epistles against each other. At least, I hope this was the case, because it would make both of them a bit more human and the early church a bit more real, if they weren't all just getting along all the time like one big, happy family. Regardless, 
Hall could look past whatever differences they faced with each other and their respective stances and play nice for the sake of the larger issues at stake. Yes, Paul knew how to make nice when necessary and had the wisdom to seek private accommodation and conversation rather than provoking a public scrap. But then he also clearly knew how to provoke a public scrap. He knew how to make war right out in the open in front of God and everyone. Just wait for the second half of page two of this letter to the Galatians. When it came to those whose hand was revealed as true opponents, he didn't mince words, rebuking a false prophet here and cursing him with blindness, no less, and castigating the high priest of Israel in open court over there, calling him out as a whited wall whom God would smite, or calling those troubling these fledgling communities in Galatia false brothers, forming a traitorous fifth column to spy out their freedom and enslave going so far in wrathful indignation against them to wish they would slip with a knife while performing a bris on a Jesus follower and cut off their own appendage in its entirety. Yeah, just a bit intense, this one. We'll have to judge whether this is an example of following me as I follow Christ or if it's a more cautionary note about a man with a temper. Without doubt, we too will err on this side or the other, which is actually one of the reasons I like Paul. He himself really won't let us make him a saint. Less than the least of all the saints, maybe, but not a saint. Paul had his warts too, and despite them, he challenges us all to know who we are and to know what's worth fighting for because of who we are. So here's something further to read, and and yes, this too purportedly comes from the same pen that scribbled, I wish they'd just castrate themselves. May it provide us with a wider perspective and a healthy posture as we navigate whatever troubled waters of conflict we may face. Then pause for a moment of self-reflection and prayer. Paul writes, and this is found in 2 Timothy 2, 23-26, Refuse to get involved in inane discussions. They always end up in fights. God's servant must not be argumentative, but a gentle listener and a teacher who keeps cool, working firmly but patiently with those who refuse to obey. You never know how or when God might sober them up with a change of heart and a turning to the truth, enabling them to escape the devil's trap where they are caught and held captive, forced to run his errands. So are you a lover or a fighter? Or is that a bit of a false dichotomy for you? Do you tend to avoid fighting and conflict too much or do you intend to like it a bit too much? How do we learn to fight well and to stand up when needed? Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. On so many levels, that sentiment from the ancient psalm seems foreign, backwards, and petty, and very un-Jesus-y. But Lord, you too fought with words and actions when called for. 
So teach these hands to war and these fingers to fight as you would lead and this mouth to speak through your spirit with, upon, and in us. Amen.